Hi, Sam. Hi, Harsh. Classic line, but a uh, long time no pod. It's only been like over a month. Oops. Yeah, me and Sam manifested too hard during the last few episodes of the podcast. So then life was lifing and podcast got put on the back burner. We manifested way too much personal life success, like way too much and like professional life success. Yeah, a bit overwhelming, but um, all good stuff. So we're very powerful. Send us your uh, manifestation requests. We will speak them into existence on the pod. Yes, that's a good idea. New Zealand listener will... I don't know, take our voodoo dolls and do something to them and then we'll be successful. So if you would like that, please send us a message. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Um, we can make that a segment. If you want to DM us on Instagram, we would love to take your manifestations and make them a reality because everything we manifest on pod comes true except the success of the pod yeah we'll manifest for you guys and then you guys manifest for us perfect that works um but yeah so just to recap yeah the last race we recorded was monaco so Quite a bit has happened. I'll let Harge say the race after Monaco because I can't pronounce it correctly because I'm a horrible person. It's be- it's one of those things I read it and I say it one way in my head. And then while mm. I was watching the race, they said it a different way, but it's very obvious. Like, like, obviously they're saying it correctly because the way I say it in my head doesn't even correspond with the way it's spelled. Okay. We had a race in Azerbaijan with a Red Bull 1-2. And a little appearance from Mr. Consistency, who might not be Mr. Consistency anymore due to this week's events, but we're still in June right now recapping. So at that point, it was Red Bull 1-2, Max win, and Russell third. Yep. Then we had our home race. Me and Sam had a great time at the race, you guys. Um, Yeah, lots of fun. Don't ask us any questions. We don't remember. We were probably like too busy, like on a yacht or something. So yeah, we don't remember much, but it was the Canada Montreal Grand Prix. Max very, win. Mm-hmm, very exciting. Carlos came second, which was also exciting since as we know, at some points in the season previous, Carlos just was having some bad luck and he needed some good results to bring his mojo back. And I think, I think it worked. Spoiler alert. Oh, Um, and Hamilton in third. Oh, next. Oh, I think something else that happened that time was Mick got into uh, like top 10 qualifying. Yes. Mick has been qualifying well this season. 
obviously Haas is just kind of on fire this season. So Mick's been doing great. Also, notably, well, usually we wouldn't note this, but because it was Canada, Stroll scored points. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Which is kind of a shocker. Just a little. You know, that's that's rare for Lance. Okay, after Canada was Silverstone, one of Sam's favorites, right, Sam? I'm pretty sure you said Silverstone was one of your favorite circuits. Because I guess I did. Claire I'll take your... said it's her favorite. Oh, it's my favorite because of Claire. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was like, what attachment do I have to Silverstone? Literally none. But if I said that, I, be- I believe you. I'm pretty sure you said that. But it's um, true. It, but you're right. I do love Claire. Like now that you're bringing up Claire as the reason, like 100%, I definitely said that. So, yep. Silverstone, very exciting. Carlos win. Woohoo. I cannot believe it's his first win. Like, yeah, in what, like 150 race starts or something? Mm-hmm. He's like in the top five. He's like in the top five list of drivers that have raced so many races without a win. I just think it's so interesting because he's so successful. It's like you don't even notice that he's never had a win. Like, I couldn't believe it. But that just makes the moment that much sweeter. Yeah, we were very happy for Carlos. Um, you know who was kind of not happy for Carlos, though? Charles. Charles. Yeah, classic Charles. He had a little finger wagging from mm-hmm. bestie Mattia. Bean Noto. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it, there's a meme of Mattia Binotto, but they changed his face to be Mr. Bean. And it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Cause it actually like works. Yeah, no, strangely. Mattia Binotto. Strangely, like the face fits so well. Like if you gave me that picture with no context of like his face merged as Mr. Bean, I'd be like, He's kind of having an off day. Like something does look different, but I would believe you. And I'd just be like in my head, like, I can't put my finger on it. He looks so familiar. But I would brush it off because it's believable enough. It's really Um, funny. When Harsh sent it to me, she messaged in all caps that it was the funniest thing that she had ever seen in her life. Yeah, it was at the time. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Charles got the finger wagging from Mattia and he was professional about it but you know it's Carlos's first win I think I think he was a little bit of a Debbie Downer I think we could have been behaved a little better but I understand his pain yeah and snooze fest Hamilton third again okay moving on next up Finally, we've caught up. We are in Austria, or we were in Austria last weekend, this past weekend, at the Red Bull Ring, which is very exciting. So I guess we don't have to like announce winners right away because this is the episode. 
Right. Well, imagine if the whole episode we just like recap the way we just did <laughs> and then called it a day. Um, Quali? It was a sprint race. It was. I had the pleasure of watching qualifying on like my lunch break on the Friday at home, which was fun. I was like, F1 during work? This never happens. But it made my day so much more enjoyable. Yeah, so Max won the sprint. And Wait, so we don't want to talk about qualifying? Oh. Or no? Yeah, we can talk about qualifying. There was something big, wasn't there? In quality? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not sure. I didn't watch qualifying. I watched the sprint, though. Okay, wait. Should we backtrack and talk about Joe's crash at Silverstone? E. I don't know. Yeah, probably. That was a big one. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, going uh, into turn reverse. one. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Going into turn one at Silverstone, there was a really intense kerfuffle. I personally did not watch this race live, and everyone and their mother was texting me while I was out at brunch saying that I was missing the most intense race of the whole season. (laughs) I don't want to say exciting because that would insinuate that it wasn't scary, but it was. Do you want to expand on what happened? Yeah, so Joe in the Alpha Tori, no, Alpha Romeo, sorry, crashed real bad. Like, car dragged on the pavement, red flag. It was so scary. And they wouldn't show it on the TV um, for, like, obvious reasons to make sure he was okay and stuff. So then when they did eventually show it and you actually saw what happened, it was so bad. And Russell, like, jumped out of the car to try and see if he was okay. And he was okay, which is important. Yeah, not to say he wasn't, like, shaken up at all and, like, maybe had a minor concussion. Like, I don't know. As far as I know, everyone just posted that he was okay. But he came out without a scratch. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's totally fine. It's very lucky. Yeah, the halo has saved so many people, I feel. I know. And it's crazy that, like, just a few episodes ago, we were talking about how we saw old pictures and it was completely open, which was yeah. ins- and not that long ago, too, which is insane that they only implemented the halo fairly recently. How did more people not die? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, we're glad he's okay. Alex Albon also spun out much less intensely than Joe, mm-hmm. um, but it was still in the same incident. He spun out as well and was taken to the hospital, but he is also totally fine. Yeah, they were all well enough to race... Um in Austria this weekend. Yes. So So that's good. Good news. Yep. Um, So now going back slash moving on 
to Austria qualifying not as exciting because there was a sprint which we'd want to spend more time talking about but one thing I do want to mention that I remember is that both the Mercedes crashed in qualifying in Q3 within the last 10 minutes so that was something we had two red flags during qualifying first it was Hamilton I think and then it was George. Yes, Hamilton was first, then it was George. Um, they weren't super major crashes. Like they were both fine. There was no question about it. Hamilton lost two spots. Like I think at that point of Q3, he was P8, but then ended up being P10 by the end of it because he obviously crashed and couldn't do another lap but George remained fifth. So he was unaffected by the crash. The only people affected were all the people who had to work to fix it. Good going, George. Um, so yes, onto the sprint. Harsh can start us off. Because um, you said you watched the sprint. I did watch the sprint. Yeah. Did anything important happen in the sprint, Sam? Honestly, not that I remember. Yeah, I think it was a pretty decent sprint. No pit stops, so pretty straightforward 20-some laps. Yeah, which ended up with Max being first. Yeah, and he was first right from the start. He got away very quickly and was really able to stretch the lead. Yeah, the sprint was good. Checo didn't do too well. I believe he was fourth. And then he took a penalty, which brought him down to 13th on the grid for Sunday's race due to overtaking track limits. That was oh, a really, really big thing this penalty week. penalty was for? Yeah. I thought it was for being a cheating, lying scumbag. <laughs> oh, okay. So we jumped right into the gossip. We, we can um, hold off. Sorry. Okay. That was just your little taste for now, everyone. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to it. That was good. I was like, I don't know where you're going with that. That was good. <laughs> um, yeah. So overtaking track limits was a really, really big issue that we saw this week. From qualifying to the sprint to the race. Like so many people. Why am I saying people? Like as if anyone... <laughs> Just drive an F1 car and compete. So many um, qualifying laps were deleted. So many lap times were deleted. Um, And that happened to Checo. In the sprint, they didn't delete it, or not delete his track time, but they didn't give him a penalty or anything while the race was happening. They were investigating it after the race and then they ended up deeming that he went over the line after they reviewed the footage. And he started 13th, which was unfortunate. But not that unfortunate. Because, not saying he deserves it, but we'll get into that. Yeah, the other top, so the top three for the sprint was Max, Charles, Carlos, and then it went on to Russell, 
um, Perez, but you said he got pushed to 13th, right? Yeah, so it went Russell, Ocon, and then two Hasses, which is very exciting. Where did Hamilton start? Ninth. Oh. Interesting. Oh. So it was Ocon, Magnuson, Schumacher, Alonso, Hamilton, and Gasly in 10th. Nice. So then on to the race, um, the order changed again. Bottas started from the pit lane because he replaced his engine. He was only starting 12th anyways, but just side note. Mm. In terms of the race, Max also had a very good start, got away quickly, but it didn't last very long. Um, Yeah, he had some sort of trouble right with the car which he was able to like push for quite a bit mm-hmm. and what he said in the cool down room was that he just had a lot of tire degradation that's all mm-hmm. which was interesting yeah it let the two ferraris kind of take the lead and then the midfield had a lot of battling too a lot like five cars going into one turn like halfway through the race like that's something you expect towards the beginning of the race when they're all still very close together but really good battling in the midfield battling between the two ferraris at the start of the race so yeah max was able to extend the lead for quite some time largely i think because the ferraris not wasted time but obviously they weren't super efficient if they were battling each other but still fun to watch and no one told them not to. So. Like how sometimes yeah, on the radio, exciting. they're like, no yeah. fighting. Yeah. They just told them to figure it out. Was that this race or the last race? I don't remember them saying anything. So it's possible. I just might not have been paying attention. I just know they didn't stop them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of switching of the top top five places just from tire strategy this week um like between max and the ferraris there was a lot of switching just based on pit stops um because neither team was able to extend the lead significantly yeah and nobody had a major pit stop fail like we've seen in the past so yeah, I did find that Red Bull was slow this week. Slower than normal. Oh, no, we've already forgotten about. Checo and George. Checo and George made contact on, like, lap two or three. Sending Checo into the gravel and putting him in last. And under something under his car got damaged, so he had very little downforce and had zero pace like couldn't even catch up to the last person in the pack couldn't catch up to like Latifi or whoever was last I'm just assuming it was Latifi (laughs) but um yeah he just he had like negative pace compared to everyone so they just ended up having him retire after maybe like 10 more laps um I'm not mad Due to the news that I learned of 
Checo's activities on Saturday night. I woke up race day on Sunday and I was like, I, I don't feel bad for you. Not this week. Yes. Yeah, sorry, not sorry, Checo. Um, George ended up getting a five second time penalty for that. If I was supporting Checo, I would say that's not enough, but whatever. Yeah, and if it was Hamilton, we would have been like, boo, of course. Speaking of five-second time penalties, though, like a quarter of the drivers got five-second time penalties this race due to track limits. Yep. Um, I guess the cars are just getting bigger and bigger, and with everybody fighting in that midfield. Yeah, the cars and just like this track like it hasn't been happening in any other track so I saw one of Max's post-race interviews they asked him about it and they said that the FIA should reevaluate because it's true it's not a good look like giving everyone a penalty clearly it's not anything to do with the drivers it has everything to do yeah just the conditions with the rules yeah So I'm sure that they will change maybe aspects of the course for next year, whether that just be like redesigning turns or whatever it may be. Um, But yeah, I think the next major, major thing. Ooh, no, before that, let's talk about Mick B. Hamilton. Yeah, that was so awesome. <laughs> Mick v. Hamilton in the sprint was awesome. And to bring that to the race was even better. Obviously, Hamilton was crying on his radio, like being, oh my gosh, Mick has gone off the track so many times already. Shut up. So have you. Hamilton ended up getting yeah. a five-second time penalty too. Like, stop You crying. can fight with anyone, but don't fight with Mick. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, called for. But Mick and Hamilton, and then obviously Hamilton was able to overtake after quite some time. Mick held him off for a very long time. And then him being in between the two houses and then having to overtake Kevin Magnuson, I think it just goes to show how competitive the house really is how competitive the Haas really is this season, which is very impressive. I think we expected improvement, but I don't think we expected this much improvement. Yeah, it's nice to see, like, the Haas being able to score points and stuff and not be the worst team. Definitely. And Haas hasn't just improved from last season, but they're improving every week. Like, it's just, it's not just the comparison from 2022 to 2021, but it's also just between now and where they were a month ago. Insane. Yep. So, go Gunther. Yeah. And then there was a bunch of posts afterwards being like, oh, Mick is driving like his dad. He's like pushing Hamilton kind of off the track and stuff, which must be nice for Mick to be like, you know, recognized as a similar, like, 
I don't know, driving style to his father. I think that would be nice. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. And like, obviously a little bit sad, but like a happy sad. Mm-hmm. As happy as the sad can get. Um, yeah. But it's definitely what he's worked his whole life to achieve. And yeah, interesting enough. Well, obviously Mick finished P6 and that was his best F1 finish ever. And I actually saw a statistic, which was very interesting that both Mick and Michael qualified in Austria eighth and finished sixth. Hmm. Like their, their first time, or it's not his first time, but just like once. I think so. I'll send you the TikTok after I saw okay. the TikTok. Um, but yeah, so go Mick. So moving on from Mick v. Hamilton, I think next up is Carlos. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, so at the time, Charles was first, Max was second, and Carlos was third. And the Ferraris, this race looked significantly stronger than the Red Bulls. And it was very obvious, I think, that despite Max being in between them, it was going to end up being a Ferrari one too. Yeah, it was on track to be a Ferrari one too. Like they had the pace, Checo was gone and Max was struggling with tires. So it was looking so good. And a Ferrari one too would have been good for points, everything. It really would have brought them back from them like very much falling behind recently, especially with a DNF from Red Bull. Yeah. But Carlos had some sort of, I don't know, engine problem or something. Basically his car caught on fire and then he got out and had to sit all sad on the side of the road. Even on the radio while he was driving off the track, it was so upsetting. Like, you could just tell he was so disappointed. Yeah, especially because at that point, it's, like, nothing in your control. So, hard to see. And just coming off of your first ever race win. Yeah. It would have been nice to keep the upward trend going. But clearly, Ferrari has been having some consistency issues this season yes but definitely not counting them out whatsoever because red bull is equally having issues because when you think about it if that one little thing at the bottom of checo's car really just like forced him to retire you know and the same thing happened to max the week before he didn't retire but his race was majorly affected by whatever damage he had at the bottom of his car. So, anything else big in the race? Nope. Charles first, Max second, Hamilton third. Mm. I guess we can acknowledge the fact that Hamilton has had like three puddings in a row, but whatever. Who cares? Snooze fest. That's so three years ago. Oh, we got to see because, um, Wait, who was second, sorry? 
Lily? Charles Max Hamilton. Oh. Well, we got to see a bit of battling. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. We got to see a bit of battling between um, Max and Hamilton. And Sam texted me that it feels like 2021 again. PTSD. Because, yeah, they haven't been close since then, but um, yeah, I guess I, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I was just gonna I'm say, sure. um, no, no, um, it was really interesting that during the last. Oh no, I was gonna say it was interesting because somehow Max found like really amazing pace the last lap, but it wasn't that Max found pace. It was that Charles' throttle was broken. Like, oh. he was fighting for his life, like, the last two laps of the race. He said that he would break, and then he would have to stick his foot under and behind the brake pedal and pull it back up every single time he had oh to gosh. turn because it was stuck. Yeah, because they got really close at the end. And it seemed like Max just had this amazing speed that he didn't have before, but I don't think he did. I think Charles was just in deep trouble. I genuinely believe that if the race was two or three laps longer than it was Charles was not guaranteed to win yeah he struggled a lot but well-deserved win for Charles he also needed a good result to get his mojo back because Mm -hmm. he was having a bad time (laughs) these past few weeks so yeah, good for him. He's been in his feels, or should I say, no words. No words. In the words of Charles and Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their celebrations on the podium looked fun. Max, like I've said it once, I'll say it again. They have a much more healthy competition than Max and Hamilton did. Yeah, they're like friendly about it. Yeah, like Max is happy for him, even in the cool down room. Not that it was awkward. I just think it's funny because I think they're all just awkward. But Max was like laughing. He's like, Haha, you guys were so fast today. And Charles was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it also might just be because the season's not at the very end where tensions are super, super high like it was last year, but so far they seem like they get along much better, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Um, Yeah. Make driver of the day. Oh, yes. In the interview when he found out was so cute. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm happy for Mick. I like to see Mick doing well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gossip time? Yes. How about you continue your little tangent on why Checo is a scum bag? I'll let you okay, take it away Sam because you the... did such a good job earlier. Okay, thank you. Well, Sam sent me the article and I couldn't I couldn't believe my eyes. That Checo was caught, I don't know if he was caught specifically cheating, but he was caught all up in some other woman's business. Like Two the women. Were like touching. 
Yeah. Two women. And yeah, multiple women. He apologized to his wife, who just had his baby. As a Checo fan, I cannot stand for this behavior. Um, it's all cheating. Like, it's all cheating, no matter what. Personally, that's what I think. Also, this is just what the paparazzi saw outside on the yacht. What were they doing inside the yacht, inside the walls, where no paparazzi could see? I think we'd all like to think that Checo's better than that and that he wouldn't do that, but I didn't think he'd do this. And in the words of the article, he was cozying up with these other women. Yeah, what does cozying up inside the yacht look like? He made a public apology to his wife. It wasn't that public because we didn't know about it. And we're we're on the gossip ball. Like we might not always be on the ball with F1 or with the race or with anything, but the gossip, we're on the ball with the gossip. So I don't know who Christian Horner paid off, but he paid off half the media to just not cover it. But he said that yeah. him and his wife are closer than ever and that they have a very strong bond and that he apologizes for disrespecting her. Check out you're lucky you're rich. Yes. Like Oh, it was so disturbing to, for me to see that. I felt so bad for his poor wife. And little babies at home. Right? Like, it's not like this is just his girlfriend. Not that it would be okay if he had a girlfriend. But, you know, Checo's a little bit older. He's married. He has three kids. Because of all those reasons just listed, his wife doesn't come to most races because... She's busy at home taking care of his children. Mm -hmm. We get it. You won Monaco. We get it. This is monumental. Not an excuse. Yeah. Maybe with your big bonus you get from winning Monaco, you could fly home and spend time with your family. Right? Uh. Like, I know that real life isn't like a movie or like a love story but you'd like to think that after such a big moment the first person you'd want to talk to is your wife you know like how they say these big moments of success are nothing unless you have someone to share it with you have someone to share it with and you you still share it with this random woman on a yacht yeah not okay Checo. not okay she might have forgiven you, but it's going to take probably one more race for me to forgive you. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, and I think it's actually quite disappointing because I found out on Saturday night and sent it to Harsh the same minute that I found the article. Um, and it was actually one of my friends who told me about it. We were out for ice cream and we were talking about F1. And I was ironically talking about how last season, Max and Charles were my favorites. And this season, Carlos and Checo have been my favorites. Like, I haven't really said that on the pod, but it's really been what I've been feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think they've had a lot of success this season, despite their unofficial second seat standing. And then my friend was like, haven't you heard about Checo? And I was like, pardon me? 
I was like, oh my God, you're lying. I, I don't believe you. I said that to his face. It's like, you're making this up. So you know what? I didn't even make the statement that Checo might be my favorite this season. But if I did, and in my head, I've retracted that statement for the time being, because I know it's so common for celebrities to cheat and we just forget about it. And I will forget about it. But right now, I know it. So it's just, it's not enough right now. We're, we're not good. Us mm-hmm. and Checo. Any other gossip? DR Instagram story. Oh, right. I screenshotted it. <laughs> Should I read it? Yeah, you can read it. I'll read it and then you can comment because this is your area of expertise. Okay. As per Daniel Ricardo. No, you have to do an accent. (laughs) I'm not doing an accent. I'm not not doing an accent. As per Daniel Ricardo's Instagram story, there have been a lot of rumors around my future in Formula One, but I want you to hear it from me. I'm committed to McLaren until the end of next year and I'm not walking away from the sport. Appreciate it hasn't always been easy, but who wants easy? I'm working my ass off with the team to make improvements and get the car right and back to the front where it belongs. I still want this more than ever. See you in France. He named the city, but I also don't want to butcher it in French. Daniel. I'll let his girlfriend speak. Well, I think we all know that like Daniel hasn't been performing. It's like very obvious every single week when Lando outperforms him like consistently so yeah there's been a lot of rumors I think the last one I saw was something about um well I've seen lots but one rumor was that Zach Brown was saying that oh you know there's always like loopholes in contracts haha so we can get Daniel out of here and somebody new in and then Sam sent me a TikTok that was like taken out of context. Um, and it said something like, oh, Formula One's not going to be the same next year without Daniel. And then everyone was like, ah, Daniel's not going to be in Formula One. But that wasn't the case. It was like they were talking about something else. And they out just, of like, context or not, though. Like, why would they say that? <laughs> like, even in context, yeah, what it, context do you have to say that? I guess it, obviously it is rumors. So Daniel cleared the air. To be honest, I don't know, I don't know what he's going to do because McLaren's probably not going to re-sign him. He doesn't have any more chances, really. He's not good enough to come back as like a, an Alonzo or a Vettel at some like, not at all. I'm, I'm really sorry. 13. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, the question is, is not him coming back. That would insinuate that he takes a break. Do we think that another team will sign him? No, that's what I mean. Like, he doesn't. At all? Like, I don't think McLaren will break, sign Right? No. I don't think anyone's going to sign him back again. No. Oh. Like, there's so many younger drivers that I think they want to bring into the sport more than Daniel. Interesting. So you don't think 
Like Alfa Romeo has a seat. I don't think Yuki has been renewed. Neither of the yeah, Alpines have been renewed. Neither of like the Aston Martins bring... have been renewed. I'm just yeah, saying. I don't think Daniel's coming back. Like he's one, he's really expensive. So these teams that are not really scoring points. Because he thinks he's really to expensive too. Yeah, he is expensive. He's like a brand ambassador for those teams. Yeah, I don't know. I saw something about they're making a like F1 reality sh- or not reality show, like a scripted F1 show or something, and Daniel's going to be in it. Or like producing it. I don't know what it is. Some sort of show Daniel's going to produce. I think he's just going to go into a more media role. That's something yeah. Daniel will do. Daniel would just become Ted Kravitz. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, me too, okay honestly. Speaking of media, I saw a clip that Max spoke to Drive to Survive producers and was like, stop creating fake rivalries, stop enforcing gossip, and I'll be on the show. So Max is coming on Drive to Survive next season. Allegedly, that's what he alluded to, and he wouldn't allude to it if it wasn't true. So I guess they're just not going to pit him against anyone. Maybe that's why he's on his best behavior with Charles. (laughs) Maybe. We're out here like, oh, they're friends. Max is so friendly. No, he just wants to look good in the media. No, it's so true. Like, if Max was on last season, they would have butchered him. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have butchered him against Lewis. Maybe you're right. I didn't think of it that way. But I'm excited for Max to come back on. Um, in terms of media, I've been seeing him all over my TikTok. I've been sending Harj a lot of F1 TikToks lately. I don't yes, know if you've noticed. F1 talk. Because yep. I've never been on F1 Talk until now. Like, I wish I was, and now it's all I see. You wanted to talk about um, she who shall not be named? Um, yes. I didn't have anything specific to say about Kelly. I just figured that if we talked about Kelly, I would bring up what I'm about to bring up, but we didn't, so now I'll just say it. We love to talk about how Kelly made Max a literal baby daddy overnight at the ripe age of like 21 or 22, which is true. And her daughter is not in the media very much, aside from like the few Instagram posts that she has, or maybe we just haven't looked. But I just wanted to say that I saw a TikTok video and it was them like walking into maybe like the stadium or something. I don't know where they were walking into, but Penelope, who is Kelly's daughter, was on a little scooter and she was going the wrong way. And Max was like, come here, P. And it was so cute. And then she came and she's like, okay, Maxie. And it was so cute. And I'm not saying I'm like a Max Kelly Penelope stan. Like I, I don't stand the instant family. But it like it brought a different light to my eyes. Okay, like, I was well, like, oh, okay, so Max is actually it. good with kids. Like Max actively like is good at this. 
like in our heads we're kind of just imagining like Max looking at her being like ew yeah but I guess they I guess they actually spend time with each other and like consider each other family like that would make sense but yeah I just wanted to come out and say that it's brought a new perspective for me all right I didn't see that video so I still think that Max wouldn't touch Penelope with a 10-foot pole yeah (laughs) anything else I don't think so rock stars and wankers yes I have my rock star me too and my wanker actually okay me too okay I feel like we might have the same rock star and the same wanker I just have a feeling (laughs) my rock star this week is Mick same z's love it and like for the past few weeks mick and Hass have just been on fire so mick is my rock star i'm assuming we have the same wanker but i'll let you announce it slash yours my wanker is checo because of what we found out yeah yes and his race even if we didn't find it out we might have still made checo the wanker just because he didn't have a good result no, if we didn't know what we knew, we would be like, aw, Checo, it wasn't even his fault. We would have been like, George, wanker. Or, you're the wanker. Yeah. Because and honestly, Checo it was, was very much George's fault. Like, just from, like, the video, George had so much space. <laughs> and just clipped Checo out. But honestly, we're with George on this one. Yeah. Okay. Glad we're on the same page. All right. See you in, as Daniel said, see you in that city in France that Sam can't pronounce. Do you want me to try? It's just like, it's an easy word, but I just don't know how they would say it with a French accent. Castellet? Wait, can you say that again, sorry? See you in Le Castellet. Oh, that sounds right to me. Okay, see you in France. Okay, bye, Sam. Bye, Harsh.